0: Uh, so I have a group pod that's coming up this week, sometime this week um, with some friends. I got to have a lot of a lot of time off coming up and uh, I'm very excited. Uh, this is more so just a I don't know, an impromptu pod, if you will, to talk about some things. Um, trying to find the source, you know, I've been harping a lot this week and I've talked about it before on a couple of my episodes um, and I, you know, talk to reach out and talk to a couple of people. Uh, one of the issues, man, that I've been having that I've always had, even as a kid, um, has been overthinking, <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's, uh, it can get pretty bad. It gets a little overwhelming sometimes. And, um, that's been really one of my downfalls besides being, uh, being allergic to peanut butter, That's been (laughs) one of my one of my major faults, you know, Um, because the I remember being a kid or not a kid, but like being playing football, you know, and I would overthink certain things, man. And I got yelled at and then that would just snowball into more anxiety and into more um, just bad things that would happen at practice that got me benched a couple of times, you know. And uh, rather than trusting myself, because I, and, you know, rather than trusting myself and uh, executing the play that was meant to be executed, you know, I would just second guess and freeze up. You know, that's um, just been something I've seen in all facets of my life or, you know, studying, knowing that I'm busting my ass for this test. And, you know, I overthink the questions. And I know that, like, I pay attention to detail and put emphasis and things like that into my answers. But still, I just freeze up because I don't know the answer, (laughs) you know. And um, I think that's something that I've wanted to harp on just for this week, you know, and then move and build from there to know that everything is going to be fine. I even used to, you know, have issues like not issues, but overthinking issues when it comes to people, you know, Um, I always assume the worst. And, you know, shout out to my guy, Jordan, maybe he'll He'll divulge a little bit more of this on the pod. I'm having him on this week and uh, him and Ron as well. Um, but to talk about the the art of overthinking and why he thinks that we overthink. He gave the best answer this morning when I gave him a call. And um, yeah, because that's that that's one of the things that's holding us back. You know what I mean? Um, when you overthink, you second guess, you second guess. You don't take action. You don't take action. You're frozen. You're frozen. Nothing is done. So I um, had some just been thinking about that for a while now. And I'm like, why does it happen like this? You know, like that can that can why am I fear or why am I a, a prisoner of my own thoughts? I implement and I create ghosts in my head. And I'm like, yo, what the hell, man? Like, why is this why is it like that? And I try to root it back to my childhood, you know, like. Was it my folks not being together? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Was it a lack of, uh, you know, early on in my life? I mean, my mom raised me, you know, all my life, basically. But I've always had, like, a male influence in my life. Um, You know, my uncle was definitely one of them, for sure, and is one of the the beacons of masculinity that I see, um, because he's a great man, you know. Uh, I consider my father a great man, but he really wasn't in the picture. So I'm not like holding that against them or anything. And this isn't a pod to bash my pops. It's just he wasn't there. That's just the fact that, you know, it is what it is. You know, I turned out fine. I think things played out the way that they should have. And yeah, I might consider going to therapy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because everybody's doing it now. Everybody's going to therapy now, right? I, I I guarantee you there are people that are going to therapy that may not. Who knows? I mean, they may need to go. They may need to go to therapy. I I, I think that there are some things that I need to unlock. It's like um like a blockage, like a mental blockage that I think needs to be removed. And I know that I say that this podcast is my therapy, but I think so. Here's my thing: like I have it. I have I need to be with someone, or at least be with a therapist that I'm comfortable with. Because I don't like people prying into my mind. I don't like that information to strangers. That's not really my thing. Uh, I just kind of keep my thoughts to myself. And majority of the time, I would figure things out. And now, was that the right thing to do? You know, maybe. Definitely not the wrong thing to do. Shout out to Drake. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what that looks like down the line. Uh, 2022 is about me being a better person, obviously. Uh, mentally. Being stronger. Uh putting in more work and I'm tired of work. I'm tired of working hard and not getting really any accolades for it. I want my credit, damn it. Um, and physically dude, I'm down like 15 pounds, by the way. And I've had some people ask me, like, I don't really notice it. I can definitely feel it in my, uh, like in the clothes that I wear, like jeans that I can, I can fit again, uh, shirts that I can fit again that aren't super, super tight, you know? Um, you know, and that's the thing with like, I don't even consider it fitness, man. I just say just working out, bro. I'm not, I'm on one of these fitness buffs. I'm really just going to the gym and do normal lifts and, you know, shit like that. Um, speaking of the gym, um, that's also been going great. I've been going about four to five days a week and I truly do enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. It does it makes all the difference. That is one of the things that also helps with overthinking is Yo, I go to the gym, man, I know exactly what I need to do, I know exactly what lifts I'm going to do, if I'm going to do cardio or not, and I don't have to think, everything is just laid out for me, you know, it's uh, it's really something great, and I got a, I got a homeboy that works up there, shout out to my guy Kimani, he's up there, uh, he <laughs> keeps me laughing, man, <laughs> keeps me laughing with his rhetoric and stuff like that, man, he's a good dude, He's he's, a, he's, a, he's definitely a younger cat for sure, he's a young bull. And uh, definitely keeps me laughing from time to time It's always nice to have a good laugh in the gym um, Which is always good uh, But yeah, I don't really change much of what I eat You know, I eat cleaner But I don't like, I'm not like super like You know, I I need to be Because uh, like I said, I, I got I got some things in mind Before my birthday that I want to accomplish and get done And I'm really close to my goal uh, Goal weight of doing so I just got to keep, you know That'll allow things to run its course and keep busting my ass, and I'll be fine. Um, I did meet with my uh, director for IT. That was pretty cool um, to know what I need to go forward and move move on to, to the next step. A lot of times, um, you know, like you can have goals in life. And like whenever you tell people your goals, then they, they sound crazy sometimes. They try to like talk you out of it. And um, yeah. Don't tell people your goals or your dreams. That's uh shout out to my guy Will. Uh my guy Will, he told me that, man. That uh, you know, you got you got real haters out there, man. And the hater is nothing more than just an admirer. That's all it is. Unless, of course, you know, if we're gonna talk about in, in terms of me being a Chiefs hater, believe me, I'm not a fan. I'm actually I'm a fan of watching you motherfuckers fail. And when I say you motherfuckers, I'm talking about Chiefs Kingdom. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> There's some of you guys. I'm just like, Whoa. i would be licking my chops, man. I was at the, uh, I was at that, uh, I was at Power Light. I was at Power Light watching the Chiefs game when they played the Bengals. And the whole time, bro, was just like, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be good. I walked around for a minute, man. And people was, people were uh, fighting, man. I saw people in Travis Kelsey jerseys and people in, uh, Tyreek Hill jerseys and Mahomes jerseys fighting each other man I'm like wow you know that's kind of it's kind of cool but uh no nah, but really though uh, yeah haters are just your biggest fans that wish they could be you you know that's uh on a more serious note so there's no need to really divulge any information whatsoever you know keep your goals and your dreams sealed locked away grind hard and continue to do that um I did wake up from a nap, by the way, and I was thinking, just I got some things going on in my mind, and my mind was kind of racing a little bit. So I woke up, and the first thing I thought of was Drake. <laughs> I thought about Drake, and I've had this conversation with my guy, Jordan, before. We've talked about this, um, um, you know, because we we grew up, I got to see Drake come up. I remember where Drake started, right? I used to watch this show. It was called Degrassi, the next generation. If you guys haven't seen it, um, basically, it's like uh, it's about a high school full of kids and they all go through all kinds of dr- like dramatic shit that goes on in their lives. And they they're just teenagers and they basically all like live lives. like. And, and I used to like it used to be on this uh, show on this uh, network called and I think I've talked about this before on on, on another episode. Uh, it was a, a network. It was called Noggin at first, but then it became the N, right? So, like, T-H-E dash N. Now it's considered to be Team Nick, which I think Teen Nick is stupid. And to be honest, and I'm going to get back to this Drake thing in a minute. I just want to harp, just walk walk you guys down memory lane. The N used to be, like, that was, like, like, it was its own network. You know what I mean? Like, it was on Noggin, but, like, it was its own network. It was, like, for more, uh, like, People ages thirteen to like seventeen, you know what I'm saying, and that was like a a golden time for TV, you know what I'm saying. Like there was a hold on, let me look up some shows real quick. Move this real quick, because it it, it uh, that's also something I woke up thinking about. Like whatever happened to the end, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not sure what happened to that. I don't know why this is. Uh, what was this? Oh, I already paid that. Um, So the end, like I said, a lot of probably if if you're a young listener, if you were born in the 2000s, you probably wouldn't know what the end was if it hit you in the face. But they had a crazy like a crazy lineup of shows that I just remember um, being like, yeah, it was from from Noggin. Um, and, and, and I think what the, what the thing was, is that it was considered to be a thinking channel, right. Um, that would, that was supposed to affect tweens and teenagers, right. For, for educational purposes. So like, I used to learn a lot from, um, watching the grassy and stuff like that. I, I remember I used to, I used to really like it, you know, and I'd, I'd be like, damn, like this is excuse me, like, damn, this is kind of cool. But Degrassi was one of those shows where like it was always something that was applicable to real life. And that is where that's where Drake started. That's exactly where he started. I me mean, I'm trying to find a list of these shows because this uh, this was a good episode. This was definitely a good. Oh, here it is right here. What, what I like about you, that was a that was a show. I didn't know that. See, and then, yeah, Teen Nick and screw Teen Nick, but I give a damn by no damn Teen Nick. So like they had a uh, they had a bunch of shows on there. There uh, there was Degrassi. You had um, uh, South of Nowhere. South of Nowhere was a good ass show, too. Uh, if you guys haven't seen South of Nowhere, that's a wonderful show. That's a show about uh, it's a family from I think they're from Kansas and they moved to L.A. And they just like they try to adjust. Like So they have three kids and like one of the kids is like an adopted black dude, and they all live in LA, and they're trying to like maneuver, and basically just like live like adjust to the new life in the West Coast, I think the mom was like a, the mom was a, uh, what do you call that, a um, a doctor, or like some sort of a physician, and I think the dad was like a stay-at-home dad and shit man, and like that was a show that really, um, that was a show that really like had me thinking like, oh, damn, like this is this is definitely something that I remember, you know, like there was uh, uh, beyond there was beyond the break. There was a show called O'Grady. I remember that uh, there was uh, a show and then a couple times they would show like stuff like the Romeo show and stuff like that. And so basically anything that was a, and then there was a show called Boys versus Girls. I think I remember that was a show. Um, there was uh, Whistler. That was a good show. So I'm reading all these off now. There was Instant Star. That was a good show. Um, They would also play like some episodes from like Saved by the Bell. But yeah, the end was supreme, man. Like that. I may be forgetting. I think there was a show called like Life of Life as I Know It or Life of Amy or something like that. That was a good show. Um, Damn, I'm really missing out on some good shows. 11 reasons why the end TV is the best forgotten channel. And so, anyways, uh Drake, back to Drake, sorry. Oh yeah, here it is right here. On, my bad. The program was brown groundbreaking. And that's where I also discovered a lot of like new music. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they had the best marathons, man. The end had the best marathons. I remember I could, you could watch a whole season of the grass, which you can actually catch it on um you can catch it on YouTube. You can catch a lot of those episodes. And one of the things that it did a good job of, of watching the end, like which I thought like was a channel for me at that time, was that they gave you characters that you could relate to. Like you can relate to some of these characters and be like, oh, shit, like I see myself in this character, that character. Anyways, went on a tangent back to Drake. So um, I remember where Drake started and he was on Degrassi. He ended up playing a character named Jimmy Brooks. Then he went to music. Right? He kind of sort of like plug into music From time to time And that's actually Where I heard his first Official like single Because he was coming out With music behind the scenes too It just like It really wasn't like Being pushed I think comeback season Was like one of the first Like projects I remember hearing While he was still on Degrassi And uh, he was promoting Some of his music On the show <coughs> Excuse me He was promoted on the show And uh, the first collab he did that i remembered because like he because i was like how does this dude know little wayne like how's he getting featured with little wayne all the time like he you know he would, he would kind of sort of you know work with him but trey songs i think it was called replacement girl that was one of the first songs i remember hearing from drake and i'm going like damn like okay like this dude might be for real but i still couldn't take him seriously because he was wheelchair jimmy to me right and i'm looking through and then of course he comes out with uh, uh best i ever had right still and in my this is just my opinion still that was a big hit i think that was a great debut but what i noticed the song that put drake on the map i'm talking about the worldwide map where like you got to think about the the culture you got to think about the time we were in right you got to think about what he represented and you got to think about how it affected sports the song to me that put drake on the map was forever And that is like, well, that's probably one of my, that's like a top five Drake song for me. Forever is a, that is an anthem. Okay. I don't hear a lot of people about talking about best I ever had. Forever is the, uh, that's the song to me that put Drake on the map for a multitude of reasons. And, um, uh, hold on. (laughs) And you know what? So this this is actually funny. So I'm looking at this thing called the Guardian, and they're talking about Drake's best songs that were ranked. I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm, I'm just going to skim through this real quick. Uh, a matter of okay. So here we go. What? How was Forever Thirty? It's thirty out of thirty. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding? How was that? So what's number one? I'm gonna just skip to number one. This is crazy nice for what oh hell no ain't no way man so this this was in 2021 too so hold on hold on so i'll go through i'll go through this through this in order real quick so we'll we'll start from 30 i forever should not be 30 okay yeah forever by drake 30 for 30 freestyle it's 29 demons uh okay that's not bad fake love god's plan is 26 wow ignorant shit is 25 that should at least be like top 10 Uh, From Time, uh, with him and Jenaeco, that was a great one, uh, Mob Ties, okay, that's Needs and Wants, and 20, what, 20, Blim, Energy, Number 20, Ice Melts, Find Your Love, 20, how the hell is that song, why, that, okay, Marvin's Room, 2011, Worst Behavior, to me, I think that's kind of an overrated, uh, overrated, that's just my opinion, it's an overrated song, One Dance, I hated that song, uh, and I believe One Dance was on, um, was that on views, which I hated views, by the way. I don't know if you guys know this. I've talked about it before. I hated views. I hated that album. And the thing is, it wasn't a bad album. I just don't like the album. If that makes sense. I didn't like it. I really didn't like views. Take care. Uh, that's 14. Feel No Ways. Controller number 12. In My Feelings. The Ride. Fancy number nine. That should definitely be top five. Top 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 10 started from the bottom again. That to me is a great club banger, but I think when that song came out, I didn't appreciate it enough. I'm not gonna lie, I hate I didn't like that song either, really. I was like, eh. Laugh Now, Cry Later, number seven. That okay, Know Yourself, Portland, uh, Portland, number five, Hotline Bling, hated that song. Uh, Hold On, We're Going Home, that okay, you know, that was uh, that was all right, Child's Play. Number two, great and nice for what? No, bump that. They got to, no, they're going to have to fix this list. But anyways, Forever, they didn't even put Best I I Ever Had on here. That's how I know this is bullshit. Um, But to me, Forever was the song that put Drake on the map. Because at that time, you had had Drake coming up as like the young gun, right? Kanye. Back when Kanye used to give us hell, bro. Kanye used to give us hell. Hell with his lyrics, probably like what? Look, <laughs> you had Prime Kanye, which I believe he had just come off of that al- that album verse, that that album Face Off against Fifty Cent, right? I want to maybe, maybe it was like oh wait, is when he did that. So then you have Wayne. Wayne was still in his prime. Like, Wayne was still out rapping. Wayne back then could rap, it, to this day, I think Wayne is a much more talented rapper than Drake. Like I think. Wayne has talent, but Drake, I think, has the look, he has the persona, he has the backing, and I think that he's also the correct complexion, you know, that goes without being said, but then, I mean, then you had Eminem, Eminem, just coming off of uh, Relapse, the Relapse album, right, and he comes on, and he kills that shit, and I'm like, whoa, like, this is, what a collab that is, that to me is a monumental, that is a timeless, monumental song, that is a monumental song right there forever is and i thought about that i'm like yo that was the song that put him on the map i, I could see why people would say um best i ever had that was the that was his debut but we knew that drake was here because like how do you get three legends on a track with you like that you can't that's i've never seen that i've never seen that done before like, that, that we're talking about three legends in their prime, too. Like, Eminem was kind of sort of on the decline. Lil Wayne was kind of right where he should have been. Ye was taking off. Right, anyway, right. he was taking off. This is before Watch the Throne, by the way. So that was a song where people were like, wait a minute, we got to start taking this dude seriously. And, every, and, that, and, and and how I know that as well, people know that song. Like, I guarantee you have more people that know forever than they know Best I Ever Had. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You have more people, and even the kids today probably know forever. They probably know it. And oh, and the motto's not even on here. How is the motto not on this list? This is bullshit. <laughs> this is insane. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. This list pisses me off. Yeah, The Guardian. This is of course The Guardian will never get this right. But yeah, if anybody wants to debate that with me, like I said, uh, like I mean, I'm not even. I don't even want to talk numbers. Like I mean, we could talk numbers, but. I just know the cultural effect that that song had on the world and what it still does to the world today. And I know that like that, without that song, Drake wouldn't have taken off. Best I ever had was a launching point. That was a launch pad, right? But the takeoff was forever. And ever since then, Drake has been higher and higher and higher and higher each time. So yeah, and of course, what's Drake without? Craig David, right? I mean, Craig David is the one that put Drake on the map. In my opinion, he put him on the map, man. He put him on the map. Drake owes Craig David. Ooh, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Drake, yeah. Yeah, Craig David. Drake owes Craig David a uh a track. He owes him a track to be on for real, man. Um and there's yeah, an article right here. Craig David is the original Drake and we can prove it. Oh, sheesh! I've, I mean, I've been saying that shit for years. I've been saying that shit for years, man. He's the original Drake. He's Drake, except... <laughs> let's see. Let's take a moment to remember when Craig David re- released Rewind, Drake was 13 years old. Like, look at their styles are the same. Their styles are the exact same. Like, yeah, Craig... Da- Drake, give Craig David a Give that man, give that man a track, bro. This Craig David better be on Drake's new album when he, when he drops one. He's going to drop another one. So many people saying a Drake collab on the new album would be fire. What do you think? Look, when he said that, when Craig David said that on Twitter, bruh, people already imagined what it would sound like. Yeah, see, that would be a hell of that. that I could, I would die a happy man because we need to give Craig David his flowers right now. <laughs> If y'all don't know who Craig David is, if you guys are, if you guys were born anywhere in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s and up, listen, if you Craig David, we're talking about an uh, an English or British artist, right? Came out with some of the great, he had, what what was that album that he had? The first album that he had, what was it? uh, Born to Do It? Yo, that was one of the smoothest albums I remember hearing as a kid. And I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Whew, my bad I had to recover i don't know what the hell he was talking about seven days is a timeless song they won't they won't play it anymore but yeah we gotta yeah we we gotta give him his flowers man born to do it what was it was it that seven days fill me in oh yeah if y'all don't know who craig david is y'all better look him up real quick and, and when you do thank me <laughs> thank me please but uh yeah that's all that's pretty much all I got for the night, man. That's all I got. Uh just just some random rants and let you guys know I got some things in the works that are coming here pretty soon. So we'll uh we'll have to see how that uh how all that pans out though. But I'm out.